Sandy Alcantara, post-game, comes out there saying, this offense doesn't score any runs for me. The Marlins dropped the series in San Diego. Tons to get into. There's some explosive, explosive comments, post-game comments from Sandy Alcantara. This is Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast. I am your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up, of course, on Twitter or X at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you're listening to the pod, of course, hit subscribe. This is your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. It is an off day as well. There is a YouTube channel, of course. Head on over there, hit subscribe. Join the fun. Join the comments as well. The comments in YouTube are gold, baby. They're they can be explosive, but they are gold. So head on over there. Make sure you are part of the action. And uh, welcome. Welcome, guys. It's Thursday, the 24th of August. It is an off day. And if you are watching, you will see I have a guest. And it is the Loud Marlins fan back in the house. Chase, how are we doing, brother? Uh, it's a Thursday, Pete. A day off, a day of reflection, and a day to mm. celebrate a 1,000 subscribers and over. Let's go. Absolutely. It is it is a day of reflection, I think, both for the Marlins. Equally, uh, we're going to talk about some league-wide news as well. And there'll be a time to reflect on, oh, well, there's there's some tough news, I would say, that's been dropping for the best player in the game at the moment and maybe one of the best pitchers there's been for some time as well. So, yeah, we'll dig into that. Before we get into it, though, and we, we do want to start today's episode talking about yesterday's game, the day game, obviously, Sandy Alcantara going. We want to get into that. And get into his, uh, well, not only the start itself, but what happened after the game. Uh, before we do that, this episode is sponsored by Bunches. And you can download the Bunches app today. And when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the description show notes to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. All right, Chase. So the Marlins dropped another one yesterday. They were shut out. And it feels like that's been a bit of a constant story recently. The offense has gone really cold since it came alive against an injured Tony Gonsolin. Since I bigged up the offense saying this lineup is so deep and can bang and hang with anyone. Old Pete Pratt curse is real, mate. So Sandy then, you know, it wasn't vintage Sandy. He wasn't absolutely on his game. He gave up a homer, a um, couple of walks in there. It wasn't his best start by any stretch. But after the game... To come out and to call out specifically multiple times that he's getting no run support, he's blasting the offense in public. First time we've heard that from Sandy, I was taken aback by those comments. What about you? I was ecstatic that he finally came out and called out the offense that has <laughs> sucker punched his excellency for multiple seasons. He won last year's Cy Young alone. It wasn't the help of wins. It wasn't uh, the help of the offense, the, 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 the lack of offense last year. That was last year. He dealt with it. This year, we're in contention. The stress, the pressure is building. And he's just sick and tired of getting one run, two runs, 
or no runs in his great starts. And when he didn't have it yesterday, it finally came out. You got to think some of that frustration was also, you know, the umpiring. He's not getting the calls he should all the time. Uh, We get stressed by it. Imagine what he's feeling. But overall, it's about time he comes out and throws, throws the team a bone saying, I need your help. Let's get it together. Hit some runs for me and make it less pressure for me so we can win. I absolutely understand the frustration. Um, and boy, oh boy, did you see him exit in the game. We we see that every now and again where he leaves the game and the glove gets it. The glove gets it. So does all the paraphernalia around in the dugout, like the bubble gum holders, the cups, Skip Schumacher seeds. I don't know. Everything is open for being bust up by Sandy. And the glove, the glove gets it. We see it every now and again. It's probably once a year, maybe. So maybe this is his his annual blow up on the dugout, on the bench specifically. Another funny element too, that I don't know if people saw this, uh, as he's kind of walking down the dugout before this blow up happens, Yuri Perez actually steps back, tries to go and greet Sandy, almost kind of pat him. He, he realized that it wasn't the moment for that. He just kind of turned around and left Sandy too. It was a bit of a funny moment. You know, Yuri's learning already, mate. <laughs> Yep, exactly. But what did you make of that? I mean, the other thing to say on Sandy, the fact that he's, he's you know, the glove gets it. The other thing that I thought about as well is he's a pro because some guys, they're going fist first and yep. then they're out. Sandy isn't doing that, so the glove just gets it, mate, which is the right it. way. <laughs> he, you know, he's protecting his body when he does that. He's smart enough not to injure himself. That would just mm. destroy the rest of the season. And, uh, you know, he had to let it out. It's going to happen. They all get frustrated. It was a combination of multiple things. You know, he'll probably eventually apologize, say, you know, I could act better, more mature, et cetera. But, you know, as a fan, you appreciate his competitiveness. As Skip said, there's no one more competitive on this team than Sandy. Mm. So hopefully it wakes them up. You know, it's not fair to him. Although I will say, Friday night, he had the most run support that he's gotten in his whole career. So uh, maybe it was just the time of the game. It's frustrating, right? Because, you know, it's not been great this this second half. You know, the All-Star break kind of came at the wrong time for the Fish, and they haven't quite got out of second gear since, really. And, you know, Sandy knows the importance of every game. And I think that's at the heart of this, really, is he knows this team is in the mix. Kim's called it out. I think, yeah, yesterday was speaking to the media um, and, you know, kind of calling out that the Marlins are in a position that ahead of the season, irrespective of being 14 over at one point this year, at the start of the year, we would have been more than happy to be within two of the wildcard spot right at the back end of August. It's, it's absolutely the Marlins' control and destiny to make it, but every game matters. Every game matters. And I think that's it. We're starting to see it heightened with Sandy. Because other than 2020, he's never been in this situation where the games actually matter. You know, it's like the wins, the team wins matter more than him going eight innings, one earned. I mean, the two are connected, but I think that's the key difference here. And we're seeing maybe the frustration boiling over here with Sandy, with the rest of the guys, actually. is isn't just Sandy. It it starts with him, at Mm -hmm. least yesterday. Mm -hmm. I mean, look. They want to be better. You got to give the team some credit for always fighting back, right? 
Uh, like even last night or yesterday afternoon, morning your time, um, they basically they they came back. You had the tying run at the plate, of course. You know, yep. Hampson strikes out, but I'm not gonna. You know, he he just got off the plane. I'm not gonna put that on him. He just got back up. Uh, they're not not putting an effort, but it is frustrating when you get mm-hmm. men on base so many times. You got a rise, you got Bell, you got Berger. Uh, Jazz is in a little slump, but he got a hit yesterday. You have all these combinations, one through six, one through five, coming through. But then you get to that bottom of the lineup, and it's just something stops. I'm not going to call anybody out here. We, we know what it is. It's just frustrating, and they're going to fix it. Um, if if they weren't frustrated, that would be the problem. If they weren't calling each other out, if they, mm. they, they if they were just okay with losing, that's the problem. They want to get to the playoffs, it, and they want to make noise. And Absolutely. You said something, if you don't mind me calling it out. You just said Please. at the beginning of the season, you and I spoke. We had, where do you see the team? We said around 500 would be great. You don't go from a 69-win team usually to a World Series win. Very rare. Hmm. This team is doing something we haven't seen in 20 years. I'm not counting 2020. We haven't seen in 20 years this team make a postseason run in a full season. You see the arms are getting tired. We'll talk about Lizardo, yep. how great of a game he had. But we would be so happy, and that's why, that's why I'm always positive. You know, you got the fans who are like, negative, oh, the world's crashing down. We're so far from out of it, Pete. Absolutely. And because they care so much, because the frustration is coming out, that just shows that they're going to beat it, they're going to get through it, and got to get hot. We'll discuss that, too. We absolutely will. One final piece before the first ad. You mentioned it. You know, yesterday the game. I mean, we're thinking, oh my days, is there going to be some more Marlins voodoo here? Where they end up with the bases juiced against Josh Hader. The Marlins have got form for uh, for blowing up Hader, and Garrett Hampson ends up with that key at bat. The reason Garrett Hampson is there, uh, yeah, absolutely. But the reason the the, the Garrett Hampson is there, Avisel Garcia ends up. Uh, injuring his hamstring, you know, leg and went out to first base, goes to the IL. Really good chance that I think Avi's done for the year, probably. Um, it's, I don't know. I mean, it just hasn't worked out for Avi, but I do wonder if that is going to be his final at bat as a Marlin. It was an RBI. So he ground in, you know, got an RBI with a ground out, legged it out to first base and injured himself. In many ways, that feels kind of synonymous maybe with Avicel Garcia's tenure here as with the Marlins. But I'm struggling to see a future for Avi in, in Miami. And I think that probably is his final at-bat, which is kind of sad in some ways. Just, you know, the Marlins had the right intentions, but Avicel Garcia just has not performed. When you look at it, he has not been able to perform at anywhere near his levels. And I don't know the reasons why, but this is on Avi and... You know, he came in heavy that first year, and he's never recovered from that. And I don't know what's happened, but I think his time's done. What about you? September 1st is coming very soon, and they're going to have two call-ups on September 1st, whether it be arms or bats. I'm leaning on the bats. Regarding Avisail Garcia, his first at-bat in a Marlins uniform was in spring training 2022. And he hit a monster bomb home run in his first swing ever in a Marlins uniform. Well, 
his last swing is a ground out. And that is that, you know, it's sad. It's, it's sad for multiple reasons. One, we've wasted the ownership, not my money. The ownership's wasted their money. Jeter's last move was to bring him in. I think you saw Craig Mish yesterday uh, kind of clarify to a fan who said, who was this on? And he said, look, the, Kim Ng was part of it, but she is not the one who negotiated that contract. That yep. was Jeter's final straw, final move. And it didn't pan out. It's the whole Jeter era all mixed up and wrapped up in that. It didn't pan out. Mm. And you wish, obviously, all the best. He's. We're going to talk Strasburg probably later. Mm-hmm. But obviously, go take your money. Have fun. Go leave the Gene Segura life. It's sad to see you get injured. No one wants to ever wish harm on a player or an injury. These people mm. that post negative stuff and attacks on on human life—it's horrible. They're just they're athletes, but they're human. Mm. Go enjoy your money. Go buy a boat. Go have fun. Go do it on Bruce Sherman. Come to a game, watch it with me. We'll have a great old time. <laughs> but get off my team. I think I think that's it, to be honest with you. And the point you're making there on the, on the Craig Mish clarification, just in case people haven't seen on Twitter or X or whatever we call it, um, is the fact that Kim didn't negotiate the contract. And I think Craig specifically leaned to the fact the fourth year was the one, I think. It was giving that extra year, um, an extra 15 million, into that fourth year, that was the key bit of this really where it ends up being a real albatross of a contract at this point. So, you know, we'll see about what happens in the off season, but and we'll see what happens the rest of the way. Who knows? But gut feel is with a hamstring, um, you know, Avi's had that issue already, I think before, um, you know, it's going to be at least a month, if not slightly more. So probably the end of the road here for Avi and this year, at least and maybe with the Marlins. Um, all right, guys, let's, Talk about our good friends again over at Bunches. Yes, sir. And uh, Lockdown Marlins fans, i got to tell you about this new app, and it is called Bunches. Bunches is a new app built just for sports fans where you can chat sports in real time. Click the link in the show notes description to join the app or go to the Apple App Store and download Bunches now. I'm telling you, you're going to love the conversation with other Lockdown sports fans. And Bunches, it's a free app, so that's, that's, a, that's a win. Bunches is a free app where sports fans chat. Locked on MLB group chat is on bunches. Go there now and connect with other baseball fans. Chat your favorite team and keep up with the latest MLB news. We're going to talk about some of that real, sh- real soon. Real soon. Um, you can download the Bunches app today. And when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the notes here to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. Yes, sir. Sounds amazing. Let's get into it. Um, so we're here on Thursday, 24th of August with uh, Chase the Loud Marlins fan as well. Uh, Sandy Alcantara has outed the offense uh, and he has aired his frustrations with the offense, rightly so. Rightly so. Avicel Garcia to the IL with a hamstring issue. I don't think he's back and I think that's the end of Avicel Garcia's career in Miami personally. Um, however, within that series, we did see a seriously big rebound from Jesus Lozado. It has been tough sledding for Jesus Lozado for around about a month. But finally, finally, he pieces it together. Best outing in at least a month, I'd say, for Lozado. And this is huge. With with Sandy turned the corner, Yuri Perez definitely back at full steam. To have Jesus Lozado, I think, as well. So the three-headed monster effectively being back. 
think that's huge for the Marlins. If Lozado can keep this consistency all the way through, at least into September, into October maybe, I think that's what the Marlins need to do at this point. But how you know what did you see from Lozado this time out? We saw July 23rd, Jesus Lazardo, the guy who pitched the first half of this season, who was there for us. Um, that's, I mean, it's funny, right? A week ago, you and I were having that same discussion. Should they wet, make him wait a, a series? Should we, mm-hmm. he rest a, a start? Well, with Weathers having to come in for Cueto, that wasn't an option. And, yep. you know, uh, Lazardo showed he has, um, in the words of the movie, from uh, words from Major League Two, the movie, he has the marbles, you know, he came out against <laughs> that, that offensive juggernaut San Diego Padres by paper on paper. And yep. he really mowed them down with a shutout win, a shutout victory. That's exactly what we needed. And he did what we expected him to be and to do. If he continues it, there's no way with this rotation of Sandy uh, P- Perez um, Lizardo and Braxton Garrett, whoever the fourth is in that, or fifth is in that rather, mm-hmm. that comes up with those four. There's no way we do not make the playoffs if our bats swing a little better, a little better. But you, you're, you're excited, you're happy for the hometown kid, you want him to pitch a postseason game at, in our hometown. So good job, Lizardo. We love you. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think one of the other key things from that game, just to very, very, very briefly touch on, is the fact that the bullpen, you know, it, it got a little bit funky with, you know, Robertson, what's his role, where's the innings, what's happening? And all of a sudden, Skip goes back to Nardi 7th, Scott 8th, Robertson ninth, bang, bang, bang. That's your three, right? That's your most trusted three in exactly that order. For me, I get the matchups thing in general, but more often than not, if you can get six out of your starter and you're leading the game and it's a close game, I want to see Nardi, I want to see Scott, and I want to see Robertson in that order. Uh, where's your head at on that one? Uh, you saw my tweets or my exes, whatever you want to say. <laughs> you know, you, you went out of the norm on Saturday. You and I haven't talked. You went out of the norm on Saturday. Mm. You try to get cute. When you get cute and you go away from the norm, it doesn't work. I understand this matchup and the analytics, but you know what? John Smoltz, he closed when he was a closer, closed against everybody. Uh, Uget Therbina in 03, you know who, you know how many eighth innings he pitched? <laughs> unless like it was, unless we were up, um, you know who, you know who it, it, it seemed like, or a move that Jack McKeon would make when he put Robertson Robinson in Robertson in the eighth inning. That was like Braden Looper style, okay? Yeah, and, and Braden Looper wasn't a great closer. That's why they brought a new Gutherbina. But we would call him Blooper uh, mm. because in 2003, you know when he was come in, anytime before the ninth inning, he would blow the game. Mm. If you look at most recently, Anthony Bass. When Anthony Bass uh, was put in the ninth inning, it was the opposite, right? He was good in the seventh. Yeah. But oh, if you yeah. put him in the ninth, he would blow it. Mm-hmm. You, you mess with what works. You're going to get hurt. Yeah, I'm with you. Nardi seventh, Scott eighth, Robert Ro- Robertson ninth inning. And you know what? If he gives up a walk to a guy like uh, uh, Fernando Tatis, it's okay. If he walks a Machado, I liked what he said. Two things. He got you. You even had an episode, I believe, on it where he basically blew off 
uh, blowing the game, saying I had my best stuff. I, I pitched the best, you know, in, in Saturday's game. That's what you want out of your closer. You want your closer to have that confidence to say, I did my best. It just didn't work out. Let's move on to the next game. Yep. And he did. You see what happened. The long-winded answer. But if, if any of the staff, any of the analytics guys are listening, rip them up. Rip up those papers. <laughs> yeah, you're getting nardy, a nardy party in the seventh. You're going great Scott in the eighth. And you're closing out with Robertson because that's why you made that trade. You gave up two guys for him to close games, not, and you live and die by it, right? Mm -hmm. I'd rather him mm -hmm. blow a save in the ninth than have a heartbreaker in the eighth, knowing you're not coming back after three runs. That that's yeah. just me. But again, you're right. Nardi party, great Scott Robertson, done. Love it, great Scott. Great Scott, I absolutely love that one, by the way. Love that one. Um, let's get into some league news after this, uh, the second ad anyway. There's some big news dropping, uh, Shohei Otani injury and Steven Strasburg uh, retirement news. We're going to talk about that. Also, we're going to look ahead to the Nats series and the Marlins pitching and rotation because there's a spot open. Ryan Weathers was optioned, uh, and I think it is time for the Marlins to go streaking. They need to go streaking. It's been a rough stretch, so we're going to talk about that as well. But before we do that... Uh, this episode is also brought to you by our good friends over at Sleeper. Yes, sir. And the graphics are available also if you are watching. Uh, listen, if you want a chance to win more money with less picks, head to Sleeper. It's the number one sports app where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. So if you think, if you think, uh, I don't know, let's think about tomorrow's game. If you think Soleil is going to hit a home run, I mean, if you think he's going to hit two home runs, um, well, good chance he will do. And on Sleeper, you can swing for the fences. Pardon me, with up to 100 time payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you could win big time. Big time. So use the promo code locked on and you'll get to 100 bucks matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. You can check out Sleeper today. All right, you are here Thursday, 24th of August with me, Peter Pratt, and the Loud Marlins fan, and Chase. Big news dropping this uh, throughout the day, I would say. I'm not sure how the time exactly worked, but let's start with uh, the news that happened earlier. That's the news that Shohei Otani has a tear in his UCL. He will not be pitching the rest of the way. I guess they are waiting to assess... Um, the impact, the next steps, let's say, but pending free agent Shohei Otani, the Angels, they're out of it this year. Um, you know, Otani, I mean, he's just been a unicorn and he's been the best player in the, maybe there's ever been in baseball. So it feels like a huge blow for Otani specifically. For I mean, for the Angels, but just baseball in general. We don't know, like, gut feel is here. You end up with Tommy John. That's a year out from pitching. We've seen from a Tommy John perspective with Bryce Harper this year that he can come back and hit. And even so, even Otani, just as a straight-up hitter, is still valuable. The timing couldn't be worse for Otani, having this injury as your pending free agent, the best baseball player, best two-way player of all time, no doubt about that. So huge news dropping, potentially huge, disastrous financial news, maybe for Otani. I still think he gets a ton of bag from someone. But yeah, big news, mate. What do you make on this one? It's it's sad. It just just as any athlete getting injured is sad. 
But when the best athlete gets injured and what he means to that franchise right now mm-hmm. and what he means to the future um, of baseball and the Players Association and money, um, that this hurts at all. Um, Good point. What's his decision going to be? Does he get the Tommy John? Does Is it rehabable? It's all going to come out in detail in the, in the near future. Mm-hmm. But right now, if I was him, I would shut down. I would yeah, yeah. have my agent tell the Angels I'm done. Not just pitching, but hitting. H- hitting too, yeah. You have too much money on the line that any further injury, that any further tear, any it's just done. And I, there's two sides of this regarding the franchise of the Angels. One, you respect the owner for going all in and trying to Get to the wild card when they were, I think, three games out at the deadline. They said we're keeping Otani and whatnot. And then they went to Chicago and gave up prospects. But for Otani now, that franchise is going to lose him unless he takes a pay cut. And they have nothing to show for it. No. Nope. Himself, he's going he's to make, I think, $700 million. $700 million was somewhere in the ballpark between six and seven. Mm-hmm. If he turns into a one-sided player, now he's in judge money because he's a, a, a DH. He, he may not field. Um, if he could pitch again, he, maybe he'll be worth the mid fives to six, but he just lost $100 million over this. You hope he had insurance. You hope the Angels do the right thing for their franchise, which is cut it all. If you can't sign them, you're going to have to trade Trout. He's going to be a Philly, and I'm going to say that here so I could snip this when he signs. Chase, <laughs> uh, Loud Marlins fans had it. No. Um, Sources. Trout, Trout needs to go. They need to get back a farm system, and he's the only one that's left to, to do that for them because they're not going to win now if, if he doesn't re-sign. It's just sad for baseball. You and I that could is. discuss – the ramifications for hours, but we're already over. So I'm done. <laughs> That's true. What it does show to me is, and this this point hits home, the Angels have had Shohei Otani delivering both pitching and hitting performances just unreal. You got Mike Trout there. I know he's been hurt. He's always hurt, but he's he's hurt a ton. Yeah. You know, they've got some of the best players in the game and the Angels can't find a way to piece anything together. Baseball is such an intricate game that you rely so heavily on your teammates. A bit like what Sandy's calling out. Like, listen, this is a team game and the team needs to step up. And so even with the best generational player, the best player maybe ever, the Angels haven't sniffed the postseason. They've not been anywhere close to it in any of these seasons. Two of them, exactly. Trout's also in the same uh, in that same bucket. So, you know, two Hall of Famers playing at the same time, probably. Um, they couldn't get anywhere near the postseason. You, you know who hurts the most out of this? I mean, other than Trout and the fan base and whatnot. Ben Verlander, he's got yeah. no one else to report on for the rest of the season and no, no. one to kiss butt to. So, sorry, Ben. You're going to have to find some new content. Here's a little Easy. secret for you. The Miami Marlins. Start talking about them. Imagine that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We also got the news as well, Steven Strasburg retiring, uh, which I, I wouldn't say is a huge shocker. I mean, it, it, the dude has struggled mightily with injuries effectively, you know, since he signed that deal. You know, it's the way the timing works. 
but ends up retiring, I think, three or four years into a seven-year deal. Like you said, it feels like it's been coming, but boy, oh boy, Strasbourg, as a player, as a pitcher, and as a Marlins killer, boy, in many ways, the Marlins, the Marlins are kind of glad to see him gone. <laughs> it, it's a relief um, to not have to go against him ever again, but mm. at the same time, I mean, I watched his last pitch as a baseball fan. That's awesome, right? You don't like how it went down with an injury and whatnot, and you, and, and that's that. But mm. I saw I was at Strasburg's last game, and that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I think when he was young to his I think I was at one of his first games versus the Marlins back whenever that was 10 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. And to see his last congratulations first off, Steven Strasberg, on your career. Yeah. You're a World Series champion. You did it without Bryce Harper. You were the World Series MVP. You've been the MVP of that team. You carried them for years on your shoulders, legit on your shoulders and elbows. And now the best thing for you is you get four more, three more years of money because it wasn't uh, in the ain't or the the Nationals have to pay it because it wasn't insured. So the thing about baseball is even though you're retiring, you're still going to get paid. Congratulations on doing nothing for the next three years and making twenty six per twenty six million per. Share some of that wealth with uh, the guys on here so Peter Pratt could actually retire and move to the states. That would be glorious. That would be. We're running along here, Chase, but yeah, I did sorry. want to talk about the Nats. No, no, no. It's no, no, no. I, I keep asking the questions, and I just don't stop asking them, so that's why we're running along. But um, I did want to briefly touch on this Nats series. Firstly, uh, the Nats are hot, so I have to call that out, is the Nats aren't the Nats that we faced earlier in the year in many ways. They're actually, um, they've played, the Marlins have been really poor after the All-Star break, and the Nats have been really good. And actually, they're coming at this series hot. They traded away some players also. So sometimes you just go on runs, right? I know the Marlins, they need to go on a run right now. But the interesting part for me is this, the rotation, how it's going to match up here against the Nats. You have, you know, you, you have an open spot, really. Braxy Garrett, uh, Yuri Perez, and to be determined at this point, Ryan Weathers has already been optioned. So, you know, for me, there's only two main options that I see. You see a... Brian Hoeing, George Soriano tandem, and they piggyback it, and you kind of bullpen it. Um, Or you promote someone that can give you four, five, six innings himself. A lot of people talking about maybe Edward Cabrera. I've seen Isaac Azut strongly rebuffing that suggestion that that isn't happening. So I'm assuming that he's heard that that won't be happening um, because he's, he's been with the team, it feels like, for weeks, and they keep losing. So Isaac... Stop following the team. <laughs> the, the record when you're following them is poor. But nevertheless, um, if it was you, Chase, well, no, hold on. What do you think is going to happen? And do you agree with that approach? There's three options. I'll add one to it. Yes, you have your 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 two ones that come to mind are bullpen game, Soriano, uh, Brian Hoeing game in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. Look, Brian Hoeing gave you a good uh, two, two and a half innings or three innings the other day. Soriano's mm-hmm. been lights out, but he didn't do so well in his start. If you remember a few weeks ago, they've already been there, done that. Mm. Monteverde, where's he at? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the one name that, uh, shout out just like I did on their thing. Shout out to Fish on First on yours. Uh, they've been talking. Alex Carver has been talking about Monteverde for, for months saying he needs to get a shot. He needs to get a shot. No better shot to help your team when they're on a playoff run. I don't know how the rotations, I don't follow the minors, 
But if you're going to bring someone up and promote somebody, it's not going to mm-hmm. be anywhere. I don't want Eddie Cabrera and his walks coming back. I mm-hmm. want a chance. I want somebody who's no one's seen. That's so you know the Marlins have faced first-time pitchers this season, and that you know the Marlins get lit up, we'll say, or stripes out because you just don't know the the the, 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 the video on the guy or or whatnot. So I'd like to see Monteverde up. If not, bullpen game. You know, every team has them. You have Cueto hopefully coming back for the next start after the 10 days are up. And he could come back without a uh, uh, needing a rehab start, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to say this. Tommy Nance, still waiting for him to join the team. And uh, he could give you a couple innings, too. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I feel like... Was Tommy Nance recalled yesterday? I don't know. I'm losing track of days here. It's possible he has been. Um, but I did Maybe, want to just yeah. mention briefly that uh, just on Edward Cabrera, he has faced the Nats once this year, and he went five innings. The interesting part in that start was there were six Ks, zero walks. Zero walks against the Nats. I think I'm looking through the game log here. It's the only game... All season in 2023, that Edward Cabrera had zero walks against the Washington Nationals. So I don't know what that means, <laughs> but it means um, maybe maybe he does get the opportunity. And I like it's one of those where I don't think the days sync up properly. But you know, as we know, there's nothing. You know, the Marlins are, are perfectly comfortable kind of shifting guys around, and you drop Eddie in early, and maybe push Yuri back a day or two to give him an extra. Rest day, not that he really needs it, I guess, because he's already had the off day anyway built in there. But either way, um, I just wanted to call out that Eddie has has had his probably, well, from a walks perspective, had his best start of the season against the Nats. So we'll wait to see. But gut feel, my gut feel is that it's going to be a a you know a Brian Hoing or a George Soriano start. Maybe there's an opener, and then the two guys kind of take it on. Um, I think it kind of depends on what happens the day before, though, because Yuri's going to be pitching the day before. And if next thing is, you know, we end up only going four innings because he's on this tight pitch count, then that's going to impact the, the, the third game. And so I think that's the really critical point of this series is that spot is really in flight. And it's going to depend on how deep Yuri Perez can go in game two on Saturday. Um, we're way long, but it's been a lot of fun. There's been a lot of luck going on. A lot going on, both with the Marlins and across the league. Um, it's been a lot of fun, though, guys. And thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen of the day. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks so much again for Chase joining me on a Thursday. Chase feels like he's on regular rotation on a Thursday now, which is great. Um, also, the cap is looking sexy, uh, which is impressive. For those that can't see this, head on over to YouTube. You know where to get it. Uh, but, guys, uh, thanks again. And, of course, it's a, it's, a, it's a daily pod. So I will see you tomorrow as we actually... Look ahead to game one against the Nats. We'll see you then.